Welcome back, listeners, to the Here's Johnny podcast. I am Larry. And I'm Justin. Uh, welcome to our kind of double recording. Yeah. Like a tight 10 before this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we finished up Jurassic Park earlier because of, as I mentioned in there, the power outages and all that fun stuff. Um, but now we're back with Dino Crisis and another game review. Yeah, and Dino Crisis 2. Dino Crisis 2. Yeah. But we'll get to that. That's what the review is for. Uh, but you're up first, Justin. What's been new with you? Oh, shit. Oh, I can talk about it. Uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. <laughs> when you say you can talk about it, only briefly, because I don't want anything spoiled. Yeah, Um, I will just say my game length... Okay. was 70 hours okay i left a lot on the table because there's a lot of rushing at the end okay and i skipped everything i did in previews okay and by skipping i mean i still did them but i was like skipping cutscenes and stuff until gotcha. i got to where i was and i was like okay and what did you give it uh i gave it a perfect it was like per- it was fucking amazing that's what i want to hear yeah that's what i want to hear yep. okay what else is new um, let me look at my calendar, and of course there's nothing written up there because I just put it up today. Um, you know, just still doing stuff I can't talk about. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I've watched a little bit more of Shameless. Have you ever seen Shameless? Uh, no, it's actually something Rachel's given me hell about. The only reason why I haven't watched it is because Emmy Rosam. In my head, I always see her as the girl from Phantom of the Opera, and so I don't want to see her in a show like that. <laughs> Who's Emmy Ross? I have to look this person up. She's the main. She's the main girl. Oh yeah, you see her naked a lot. She that's has the reason a lot why of sex. I haven't watched it. Um, it's weirdly dark in a way that I really enjoy sometimes, but other times it goes like a little too dark. Too much. Yeah. Um. Well, it is shameless. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. It's just like, man, I think it's, I think I'm getting to this like point where I'm like, okay, I've had so much. I'm like, I need to watch a show that I don't, I can just like food network. Yeah, I know. I I just have to, I don't have to like give anything to I probably will because, oh boy, I am so, I am very, I'm like on edge because of like all all these shows are just like this now. So I have to like find something that is excuse me very just like nothing um other than that uh i'm setting up appointments for pax because i'm going to pax in like three three weeks another reason why we're pre-recording yes (laughs) yeah a couple weeks man it's yeah fuck um we've got a gauntlet (laughs) yeah it's gonna be a gauntlet um other than that um honestly oh i watched route 66 What's that? It's a Lou Diamond Phillips horror movie from the 90s. Oh, okay. Uh, was it any good? No. <laughs> but, okay. like, cheesy. So it was it was okay. I watched it with, like, a bunch of people. Um, and then I watched mm-hmm. a bunch of Canadian cops, and it's called You're Under Arrest. It's really funny, and, like, you can tell it's Canadian because they still do, like, cop shit, like, horrible cop things. But yeah. they're also kind of polite about it. <laughs> and they like to hogtie people. Um... Oh, and then I've been playing Helldivers 2 as well. Uh, okay. Since I, I finished um, Final Fantasy last Saturday. So I've had a... Yep. I had like a day bef- a day or two of like freedom before the gauntlet began again. Um, so I played a little bit of Helldivers 2. It's been a lot of fun. 
Um, it feels like a very proper, like finally a proper Starship Troopers game. Cool. That's what the everything I've seen on TikTok about it looks like. That yeah, too. it actually is. Uh, it's it's like pushed sales for Starship Troopers up like a thousand percent or something like that. It's fucking. Yeah, I saw it's TikTok. wild. But uh, so cool. Yeah, that's about it for me. I just it's been a fucking crazy ass week, and I'm very ready for it to be over. What about you, Larry? <laughs> it's also been crazy for me too. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on. Is everything seems to be kind of busy? Um, but TV wise, I watched Mashal. Um, it is a anime, oh, okay. and it's kind of like poking fun at Harry Potter. It's a world where everybody's a magician, and the, our main character Mash uh, doesn't have any magic but he's super strong oh of course and so he gets sent to the wizard academy which is basically hogwarts with hogwarts characters that you would imagine being there or parodies of them and he's able to do all of the stuff because he's super strong so no one knows that he doesn't have any magical powers <laughs> it's funny it's super lighthearted. Okay. i kind of wanted that like a, a break uh me and Devin are slowly making our way through attack on titan uh, Next Level Chef, and then I mentioned Food Network, the Tournament Tournament of Champions. What's that? Uh, five. It's uh, a bunch of Food Network stars are in a bracket, and they face off with random challenges. Guy Fieri hosts it. Okay. And it's the fifth one they're doing of it. And it's on Sunday nights, but it's two hours long, so me and Devin watch it Monday after work, so we can skip all the commercials. Yeah, good call. Good call. Good. Yeah, but it, it's fun. I like, the, I like it. And then the, a lot of the chef... Like, no one has repeated but every single winner has been like a food network like a woman has won it Mm -hmm. and it's just like the challenges are really compelling like the judges don't know who they're scoring at all which is like a big complaint that i have i think sometimes judges get blinded by names yeah i think that's actually a really good way to do it it's just like completely yeah the judges are kept like they don't even watch the cook and then they actually have people there who are alongside the cook to explain the dishes Interesting. So like they have no idea who's cooking what. That's good. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's super enjoyable. Like, and I've watched the Food Network that I recognize the majority of these people, so it's fun. Uh, movies, like I told you, me and Steven last night went and saw Final Fantasy VII Advent Children complete in the theater. God damn, man! It's so wild that like I remember being sixteen and pirating it off fucking some website because it had only come out in japan and Mm -hmm. i and like somebody had like hard encoded subtitles and they weren't the greatest subtitles but they were enough to get the job done so i watched that shit like eight times and steve and i were talking the first time we saw it was on the psp with the uh umd disc (laughs) so seeing it on the big screen was pretty crazy uh and then complete have you seen complete uh i don't know if i have or not they added in so much story Really? They add so much story in that it makes sense. Oh, shit. Okay, maybe I need to see They give a background that. for Denzel. They give a background for Geostigma. They dive a lot more into Zack. Oh. They dive okay. into uh, Kadaj and his gang a little bit more. Like, me and Steven were kind of like looking at each other. And then, do you remember Blood during the Sephiroth cloud fight? I don't. I, a little bit, maybe. There is so much blood in that fight. Oh, really? Yeah, me and Steve, what the fuck is happening? And I I was texting you, the people love Reno. Yeah, dude, I do too. Like, fuck it. Reno's awesome. He was getting the most reaction, and I totally forgot about Dilly Dally Shilly Shally. Yeah, Dilly Dally Shilly Shally. 
and I laughed very hard. <laughs> uh, for games, I beat Dino Crisis 2. Mm-hmm. been playing more Final Fantasy 16. I just beat the Titan Dominant. Okay. Took his hands off. I, I, I have feelings about Final Fantasy 16. This isn't any spoilers, but I feel like it is almost should have been a movie or a TV show. Because I feel mm. like I'm getting these great cutscenes and great stories with like short battles in between. Mm, you're starting to see some of the criticisms. Yeah, I mean it's it's still good and it's enjoyable, and I mm-hmm. love like the boss fights, but like all the little stuff in between, like the crystal rush, is kind of just like almost too much story. Dude, that's why they have the ever-evolving fucking, like... Yes, which I do like. Yeah. I do like. And then I was going to keep this a surprise okay. until tonight. But yesterday, the trailer for the Elden Ring DLC dropped. Yes, yes. And that actually precipitated me telling you that I had started a brand new game in Elden Ring. Hell yeah. From watching a bunch of people play it online and YouTube videos and then watching Kyle go through and beat all these bosses and then also playing Dark Souls 2 and realizing that Elden Ring, with some work, I could build a pretty good mage mm-hmm. and then go fight the bosses. So I'm doing a straight mage build. I've beat Margit in Lo- the Ghost of Loretta. Like, with- I don't have PS Plus, so just me and my wolves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. And though, like, I'm just sitting back, launching fucking meteors, and I got now I have Loretta's great bow, so I'm just fucking launching arrows and cleaning out areas before I even go into them. I put every single point I've gotten so far into intellect. I'm trying to get intellect to seventy before I do anything else. Damn. Because I want to. I really just want to go into rooms and do the Kamehameha. Oh, That's you can all do that. To do. Hmm. Dude, that DLC. Fuck! I'm gonna play. I. I need to play it, like, now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Books. Actually, this is where I've gotten the most done. I finished Murtaugh, which is the fifth Christopher Polini Inheritance book. Uh, I liked it. It was a little bit more grim, but I liked kind of leaving Aragon behind and focusing on on another character in that world. Mm -hmm. And I I thought it was good. Uh, I finished the next book club book. Oh, boy. Uh, And then I finished two more books. I finished Audition by Ryu Murakami. Have you seen the movie that's based on the book? No, but I've heard a lot about it. The book was great. I had to skip a section because there's animal violence, and I just didn't need that, and it kind of came out of left field, so I just skipped a little bit of pages for that, but it was great. It was really, really good, and it's short. It's like 190 pages, so I was able to read it in a day. And then I read a book called Playground by Aaron Beauregard. Have you heard of Playground? Nope. So it's a splatterpunk horror okay so like the idea is a lot of gore but justin what it is is this demented old woman recruits some families and their kids that come to her estate to play on her playground okay and the playground is very deadly with traps and they start killing off the kids oh of course very 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 gruesomely and very graphically lovely so that's not what i love to hear <laughs> and i said so i noticed that your cup of tea mm-hmm. and i was a little bit worried going into it because i didn't know how because sometimes when people write that it can be a lot mm-hmm. but i think 
splatterpunk as like a genre of horror from what I was reading and understanding after I finished that book the idea is more for like shock value like the author knew what he was doing so he wasn't trying to disturb people okay it was just it was super over the top um so are there uh, do you have like other books in that genre that you're gonna be like searching it i'm going he has another one called slob that uh i've heard a lot of things about and i think i would read more it's still not what i like it's not the kind of horror book that i like like the disturbing ones that lead you go oh fuck it was more like Jesus Christ. It was that kind of horror book. Hmm. Yeah, I probably will not <laughs> read. It. I I didn't think so. Yeah, I, I, I knew it because I know that's not your cup of tea. So I, I knew it. And then the book that I started yesterday is called "Things Have Gotten Worse Since We Last Spoke" by okay. Eric Oroka. It's three short stories. Um, again, I found it on Book Talk for disturbing horror, and I read the first story in it. Yeah, this is more in line. The first story is about two women who find themselves in the early 2000s in an internet chat room. And the whole story is just their correspondence back and forth. And it was fucked. Like good fucked or bad fucked? I would, I still have to read the other two stories in this book, but Mm. this is one I would actually recommend to people. Okay. Okay. Because Playground, I think you have to, like, be in that kind of vibe and, like, understand what you're getting into. Because, yeah. I mean, reading about, like, six, seven-year-old kids, like, getting brutalized when they're being killed by these demented Playground traps, it's a lot. Like, it's a, it's a fucking lot. And I didn't know this before starting it, but there's pictures in it at times. Oh, lovely. So oh, lovely. Yeah. So... <sighs> Maybe I'll maybe I'll show it to you when you come here next weekend, but I, I, I don't know. Like I enjoyed Playground. I didn't give it a five. Like I gave Audition a five. Audition was great. I did not like the animal violence, but like Audition was just like fantastic. And I I read his other book in the Miso Soup, and that was also fantastic too. Playground was just like <laughs> It was a lot. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the last thing I have, Justin, is uh, on Saturday, I am waking up at 3.30 in the morning, and I'm going to this 24-hour diner down the street, and I'm getting myself a burger and some chips, and then I'm coming back, and at 5 a.m., there is a WWE pay-per-view starting in Perth, Australia. Oh, that's why. I was like, why the fuck is it on so early? But okay, yeah, that makes sense. It's in Australia. so Would it's... you ever go to Australia to go watch a pay-per-view, like to go watch wrestling? wrestling? No. I guess not, because no. it's probably a lot closer to you sometimes. I would never go to Australia, period. There are beasties there that are, I am happy there are oceans separating me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, just like me, you love seeing those pictures of the spider web fields and stuff. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck yeah. that. But, like, the Great Barrier Reef was always something I wanted to kind of check out when I was a kid. But as I've grown older and realized the spiders just take over the country. Uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. So with that, I cannot delay us any longer. Yeah. Let's talk about Dino Crisis 2. Fucking Christ. One year has passed since the third energy incident. Dr. Kirk's research on third energy has been taken over by a government agency. And massive research has begun at a base somewhere in the Midwest. However, in their pursuit of immediate results, they failed to take the necessary precautions. And once again, an 
accident has occurred. This time, the entire research base, military institution, and a small town close by. Justin, tell me, tell me how we got from Dino Crisis oh, One. Oh my God! Okay. To Dino Crisis Two. So okay, so Dino Crisis Two is a. It's a game uh, developed a game. by uh, Capcom Production Studio 4 uh, and published by Capcom. So Capcom uh, Division 4 did... Sorry, I'm looking to see what Division 4 did. Um, you good? It actually doesn't say. Oh, yeah, it's just it's all Capcom. Okay. Well, never mind. Um, <clears throat> it's the second installment in the Dino Crisis series with mm-hmm. designer Shu Takumi taking over as the game's director from Shinji Mikami. Well, that explains a whole bunch. Yeah, and I I could really just leave it at that. Um, but he <laughs> is the person who did a lot of the directing for like the Phoenix Wright series, which is like a attorney at law, basically, game. I've seen stuff of that. I've never played one. Mm. He did do. He was the uh, like a planner, like a ser- scenario planner for Resident Evil Two. Okay, I can kind of see that. But other than that, like it's Phoenix Wright all the way down. Um. Um. So first, I just want to touch on the sales because I have a sales figure, kind of. Perfect. Um. Upon release, Dino Crisis Two was a critical and commercial success selling 1.19 million copies on PlayStation. Although this was less than its predecessor. No shit. Yeah. Um, the game was eventually ported <laughs> Couldn't to Couldn't imagine Windows. why. <laughs> the game was eventually ported to Windows uh, two years later. And, sorry, do-do-do-do-do. Um, oh, man. You're gonna... Okay. Forgive our pronunciations. We, we are yes. not uh, the best. Hiroyuki Kobayashi uh, works. Yeah, uh, he worked as a planner on the first game, and Dino Crisis Two marked his debut as producer. Okay, Dino Crisis was developed as a survival horror game, like Resident Evil, whereas Dino Crisis Two was developed with a more action-oriented gameplay in mind. No way. According to him, the most difficult aspect of the project was creating a game that would be completely different from Dino Crisis and Resident Evil. Success. Yeah, he said it wasn't all that interesting just killing dinosaurs. Okay, doesn't make a lot of sense. Really? Uh, so really? We wondered, <laughs> so we wondered how we could make it more fun. To achieve this goal, the development team added the point system and sub-weapons, and like its predecessor, the dinosaurs' movements and sounds were based on modern animals. The team referenced present-day tropical forests and designing the game's prehistoric environments and also spent considerable time to get the lighting right as much of the game is spent outdoors and in the daylight unlike the original game uh environments in dino crisis 2 consisted of 2d rendered pre-rendered graphics um there were the team was around 50 people working on the game and uh a playstation 2 version was announced but it was never released couldn't imagine why yeah, that's uh Alright. Do you wanna to try to make sense of the plot? Holy fuck. So I I'm just gonna lay it all on the table. While I was playing this game, no fucking idea. Correct. I I had to read the plot of this game like four times and I still don't fucking understand it. 
But I had to go through it with Wikipedia and read it again. Because I oh, like, I have that up right here because I need help. Uh, yeah. I will try. So <laughs> there is a team that is collecting the, or it's the U.S. Army's some kind of unit that deals with T -rat. like. T-Rat. Yeah, T-Rat, right. Um, there was a disappearance in a city, so they're, this team is going to figure try to figure it out, and they're bringing along Re Regina from the first game because she has experience with like the the dinosaurs and stuff. Uh, during this, the team gets attacked by a giant dinosaur. I'm not going to remember all the names of the dinosaurs. Just deal Don't with it. Don't worry about it. It's, it's probably a Velociraptor. <laughs> yeah, it's either that or a T-Rex, uh, mm -hmm. or the like alligator whatever those things are called yep. alligator dinosaurs anyways um so they run off so everybody gets separated uh and you mostly you start the game as dylan because he's a bad big bad man with a machete and his machete can get through vines Good. yeah uh so they basically he is running around and comes across a who he thinks is a survivor uh but then gets stuck in like a high like a, in like a in a prison area or like the doors lock or something. The door closed behind him when he gets a key. Oh yeah. He slides the right. key out from underneath the, in this hopes that Regina will get there. Yeah. But she does because she gets her, his distress call. Um, they are also attacked by like these weird people who like are, they're helmeted basically. And they don't talk. I told Devin, they remind me of prettier ghosts from Mars. Because mm. they shoot those like razor blade circle things. Yeah, interesting. Okay, I can I can see that. I wouldn't say prettier because it doesn't look that great. <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> even upscaled, it didn't look super great. Um, anyways, so they eventually capture one of them and take its hat off or its helmet off, and it's like a teenage girl, um, and it's like they trying can't to speak. Yeah, they can't. She can't speak, and she's trying to like do like connect with Dylan. And he doesn't really understand. Uh, and then basically he, Dylan somehow comes to the conclusion that there's like, they're from a different time period, which I didn't really understand the jump of like. So they, they I went back and it was, cause I was really trying to understand. So what happened was when the, when the world, that area got taken over, there was a time warp that. Oh no, no, that's... I know, I know that I like, okay. I'm, I'm getting to that. But, like, okay. I don't understand his, like, normal dinosaurs are attacking to, oh, there's another time period. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and this is when Larry's favorite part comes up. And Regina, Regina, I would say Regina, Regina uses the diving suit and goes to the, the facility to <sighs> investigate Fuck, the underwater dude. reactor. God damn. Yeah. Um, while... She's down there. Dylan gets uh, like a call from this other guy who. The other guy on the island who we never see until this point. They yeah, mentioned him at the very beginning and we never see him until this point. And there's like a bunch of. He thinks he found a bunch of survivors. Um, yep. So they have to go through the volcano and they find like the triceratops who's like dying or dead and yep. they're like, like roast out by it or whatever. Um. And then basically, uh, I'm just skipping this because now that I'm reading this, I have no fucking idea what happened anymore. Um, the the blonde like girl shows up. Oh, and the blonde girl escapes before. Um, and then this is where she like comes back to save Dylan. Her dad. 
Yeah. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Um, basically, what happened is <laughs> there was this time, like, there was something with this, like, third energy stuff that created, like, these multiple timelines. And in one timeline, people never existed. And so this group of people went back to that timeline to, like, pull the dinosaurs out from it and bring them to our timeline. But in doing so, the people got stuck there. But because of that, they lost the ability to speak. But it also let them be, like, friends. Not friends, but, like, get along with the dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then it turns out that the people who had helmets were, like, the survivor's kids. (sighs) And the blonde girl ends up being Dylan's daughter. And then, like... That's the gigantic sword comes in the attack and he knocks down the missile. And well, isn't that, Dylan... and that, and then that's when we learn that this like double time period happened. Yeah. Because um, then, then the gigantic sword comes back and that's when Dylan throws Regina through the time warp and he's like, save me in a different time period. Oh, oh yeah. Go back in time and then figure out what happened and then create the perfect time gate and then come back and save me. <sighs> okay. That's enough. Fuck. Dude, um, I, I... This is like, God I don't damn. know how you fucking make a Kingdom Hearts story in a Dino Crisis, but worse. I don't know how we were able to go from Galarians that had like next to no story to this. <laughs> it, it is like, it, I don't how we know came how we, from OG Dino Crisis. Well, that's the thing is like I, obviously like Dino Crisis One had its issues, mm-hmm. but like this was. While I was playing it, it, I felt like it was incomprehensible what was happening. OG Dino Crisis scored a six, a fifty-nine. So, not so the it best, had issues. But yeah, it had issues. Uh, you know what? I couldn't tell you right now because it's been forever. But I, I could probably tell you the plot of Dino Crisis One from playing it. This I had to go read. Like, and they have files and, and, you have to find around the area too, so you don't find the files you're missing backstory oh, and stuff. I'm sure I missed files because, like, I, at some point in time, and we'll get to this when it comes to gameplay. It's just like all right. gameplay is the reason okay. why everything gets tanked. Yeah, because it's the same. It is for somebody who did not want the game to be just killing dinosaurs. Somehow, that's they made it like all about killing dinosaurs. So let's get the gameplay. I think that's pretty our, our most of our discussion is going to be anyway. For the, okay. the plot is a convoluted fucking mess. They take Regina, who I love from the first Dino Crisis, and made me literally not give a fuck about her. They introduce this Dylan character and his daughter, who I don't give a fuck about. I I just did not care. Like yeah. after the first hour, I just need to get to the end of this game. I gave yeah. plot a two. I also because gave it a two. Because there is a plot. Yeah. Uh, I also gave it a two and. As soon as finishing this, I went, huh. That's why Dino Crisis 3 is in space. What? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Well, we'll never find out, because I'll put the kibosh on that. Okay, gameplay. Uh, I would like to start. I would like to start, if that's okay. Gameplay started off kind of fucking good. Like, I was like, oh, shit, I can move and shoot. It's, like, high action. There is, like point scoring system yeah there's a whole scoring system you're like fending yourself off by like shooting these fucking millions of raptors amazon amazon issue because you can just constantly refill it 
Yeah, and it like it costs less to buy the ammo, like enough ammo to kill a raptor than it is than it like it costs less to buy that ammo than you to get kill from raptor. killing raptors. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it it's you very quickly you can like build it yourself some some nice ammo you can like and it's cool because the scoring system does allow you to like get weapons and stuff and upgrade your clips um but (laughs) and a big but you do all this in like half an hour to an hour and you're like once you've seen that far you're good (laughs) you've seen what this game has to offer because oh boy does it not evolve past that and just keeps like even early on they're they just like they don't fucking stop it there's just like where the fuck are all these raptors coming from <laughs> like there is like i think it's like the second or third screen in the game you can just sit there and yeah fucking and you leave an area and you go right back into it and they respawn yeah there are areas where they will just keep spawning it's like it is fucking mind-boggling how we got here from uh, we don't want to make the game about killing dinosaurs i know so when i was playing it and i was kind of sitting there at work today trying to think about what I, how i was going to talk about this and two games came to mind okay. the first is rampage and the second uh-huh. is june 2016 interesting so, okay for rampage you already kind of talked about it is it is fun for the first 30 40 minutes it's different it's fast paced it's kind of arcadey it feels like you should be playing this in a dave and busters or a chuck e cheese (laughs) but just like rampage and for you you get to play it through twice when you get to level 135 and you're almost done you just want it to be over it's not hard there's no risk it just fucking sucks and it's just and the things that you found fun at the beginning are annoying, and you just don't give a fuck. And they add the extra spice in of shooting <laughs> fucking Nessie when you're crossing on the boat, or the terrible mechanics of moving through the underwater system and your weird-ass jump mechanic. So, there's that. Oh, and don't forget about, like, the, the like, weird sniper part. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> just... Yeah, I, I got a little bit of thoughts about... Remember the asteroid from OG Dead Space? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, then Dune 2016. Dune 2016 is also going through areas with guns and killing things and scoring points or finding secrets and all of that. But you clear areas, you can hunt for the secrets, and there's like a limited amount of resources that you can do. And Dune 2016 is fun. Somewhere along the line, when they were developing this game, they lost the idea of fun. Yeah. And that's why I want to compare it to Dune 2016 is because it's the same thing. You're running and gunning in Dune 2016. Like, you're hopping around, you're killing things, you're blowing things up, you're destroying a world, or trying to figure out what the hell happened on Mars and all that stuff. And obviously there's a huge time gap and we don't really score like how these games look because it's kind of it's it's low-hanging fruit in our opinion Mm -hmm. like we're playing it because of what they are in the genre not because we're trying to knock on ps1 graphics that'd be easy to do yeah the biggest sin though justin and i did nothing about it going in because you know i i try my damnedest to go into everything i can blind yeah and it's and it's fucked us a few times but i i try to do it there is not 
one iota of survival horror mechanics in this anywhere. No, and it's so that's what really surprised me is for because this was the first time I played this game because for years and like since I was a teenager, I've been hearing, oh, Dino Crisis 2 is so much better than the first one. So I was like, oh, inter- like, you know, oh, okay, I got to play it eventually, I guess. What the fuck? <laughs> like, what? OG Dino this- Crisis had its flaws, like you said, and a lot of it came from trying to replicate Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Dino Crisis 2 didn't even try to replicate Dino Crisis. Yeah, like, because I'm even thinking for me I, there are like there aren't a ton of like super memorable moments in dino crisis but the f- the first one to me is like the the t-rex coming through the window yes we don't 100%. have anything that is we don't have anything the like one that scene I will always, no like, like you said the velociraptors like they, they're just everywhere they're just fucking everywhere and once you get that plasma because you play as dylan way the fuck more than you play as regina which is a yeah. goddamn shame and but once you unlock his like plasma rifle thing, literally the raptors run into it and it kills him in one shot. Yeah. So then there's no more risk anymore. It's just it is unfun. Like by the end of this game, just like Rampage, I was actively playing it just to be done with it. Yeah, I would agree. I I gave it a one. This is I would not recommend this to anybody. There are better arcade <laughs> games. I, I gave it a two because it can play. Because it can play. Okay. Audio. The first time you hear the dinosaurs, they sound cool? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Voice acting is god-awful. I don't know what the fuck the person doing Regina was doing, but... Yeah, it's like... There's no there's no heart. Like, and, like, there's, like, a banter they're trying to develop between Regina and Dylan... And, like, both the actors sound like they don't give a fuck. Like, they just both don't care. And, like, when you're having these dialogues between the only two really speaking characters in the game, it's like, you don't care about each other. You don't care about the, what you're trying to say. So I can't get invested in any of you. And it's been a while. Obviously, we did Dino Crisis back in the Kaiju season. So it's been a long time since I played that. But I didn't remember hating it that much then. Yeah. Um... <sighs> No, I think it was like I don't think it was great, but it was. There was some form of change between sounds. <laughs> I don't know how to best like. Dino Crisis Two is basically the same fucking four sounds over and over and over again. Dino yes. Crisis One, I'm sure there was some difference to it because, I well I don't know now I. It's been a long time, but what I don't remember about Dino Crisis is the plethora of enemies, and yeah. because of the plethora of Velociraptors, the honestly decent-sounding raptor, I don't care, because I've killed fucking 15 in the first goddamn screen. Yeah, well, not only that, but, like, the sound gets repetitive. Yeah. Because it's the same fucking sound. And as you know, like, and this is probably why I'm so frustrated, is, like, you and I both are, like, we both have multiple jobs. We're doing lots of different things. Our time is valuable. And, like, I'm trying to play Final Fantasy 16 before 7 Part 2 comes out. You're trying to play every goddamn game ever because it's your goddamn job. <laughs> so when I have to dedicate time to a game like this, 
and it's just like everything is just fucking mid to trash and finding out what you told me in the background about how they like they didn't want to have a lot of dinosaurs but you literally give me fucking 500 velociraptors before i even get to play as regina yeah it's they lost the plot somewhere i gave it a two the 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 dinosaurs sound cool when you first hear them and each dinosaur sounds unique you know which dinosaur you're here the room is going to be themed around (laughs) yeah i also gave it a two how scary is super simple? It's not scary. It's like, not at all. In fact, if anything, sorry, oh, I'm yawning just like when I was playing the game. Um, <laughs> if anything, it's like nauseating. The underwater part in this game, like weirdly really hurt my eyes Yeah, because of the constant like ripple, like the slow of the ripple. screen. Yeah. Yep. Fuck, man, this game. What happened? It's, um, it, it's just crazy because we joke about the Resident Evil clones and we've played a lot of Resident Evil clones. But the thing is you can still make a game with kind of a crappy story and maybe even shitty audio, but you can still have good gameplay and a good house scary score. If you follow the goddamn Resident Evil formula and they did not do it, they said, we're going arcade mode. Like I literally, when I started playing it, because obviously I had to emulate it because I didn't have the ability to play it live. And I was like, is this a fucking, like, post-game version? <laughs> That's what I thought, too. Up top? <laughs> That's what I thought, too. I was like, oh, did I accidentally go in, like, extra mode? Yeah, this is this is New Game Plus. Like, am I getting... Like, and it's just... And again, like, I don't know. Like, there are... We have tackled some really, really terrifying games on this show. And we have tackled some games that in the past were super scary and ended up not being scary and we came back to the future. This is one of those instances, probably similar to Blasto or Rampage, right? Where the intent was not to scare at all. Yeah, yeah. And there's not even a risk of not being able to beat it because, like, you get the you get all the ammo you'd fucking want. <laughs> and you can restock constantly and keep yourself constantly full of health. And if you find a health in the map, it's like, you can't pick up anymore. This is like, okay, I'll pop one, make sure I'm at full health, and go to the next one. (laughs) But once you unlock that laser ball gun, like, you don't die. You just shoot them in front of you as the raptors charge. You'll get a bonus because they're going to launch themselves. And it's just just not fun, and it's not scary. And what the fuck? One. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I second everything you say. One. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. And I was so mad because I texted you because I was like an hour into it and I was like, hey, this is different, but like it's kind of fun. It's not scary, but it's it's, it's a different approach to it. Like, oh, oh, okay. And then I got more into it. I was like, well, fuck, I was wrong. <laughs> well, no, fuck you him. were right. It did. It just didn't change is the problem ever. To review the scores, for plot, we both gave it twos. For gameplay, I gave it a one. Justin gave it a two. For audio, we both gave it twos. And for how scary, we gave it ones. That gives it a Here's Johnny final score of a 16. Oddly enough, not enough to be the worst thing. <laughs> oh, no. You have to remember Marcus has picked stuff for us. So. Uh, and actually, it does. I'll fix this uh, off show, but it does change up our bottom 10. Uh, it is the only thing to ever get a 16 on the show. Oh, okay. That's good. Hey, something, something new and exciting <laughs> happened for Dino Crisis 2 today. <laughs> there are two video games above it, Resident Evil 6 and Galarian's. And the only four things below it are Friday the 13th Part 7, New Blood with a 14, Ginger Dead Man with a 14, 
Rampage World Tour with an 11, and our only perfectly awful game, Blasto, with a 10. Fucking Blasto. Fuck. With that, we're going to... Honestly, I'm not going to play any more music from it because there probably isn't any to play because I played it at the beginning and that's probably all there is. And we'll head on into the closing. Justin, next yes. week we are double recording again. <laughs> it's okay. We have a week off, and then we get to get We did have a week yeah. off. But and also, the second one, we're recording one of the ones from on paternity leave, and it's what Justin recommended, and I'm happy he did. We're going to do the Paris Hilton House of Wax. Hell yeah. So that'll I'm be fun, actually but, very excited to watch that. So that'll be a banked episode. But the other thing we're going to do is Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. I have a question, Larry. Do yes, you own House of Wax? No, actually, I actually just picked it up today from the library. How long do you have it for? It's from the library. As long. No one's no one's in line for this one. <laughs> Did you want to watch it? Oh no, no. There's a lot of shit going on next week. Don't don't worry about me. Never mind. We will wait. Maybe we can find time Sunday or Friday night since you'll be here before everybody else. Maybe we can do mm-hmm. it then. Sure, and maybe just even like do a recording while we're watching it. That could kind of, that could be fun. <laughs> Because the TV is right next to my setup. We can, we can figure something out. Okay, that would be kind of fun. But yeah, The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. <laughs> I have no idea what it, what it's about. This is one of the ones that when Justin gave me his giant list of games for the season, I had to kind of pad things out. Yeah. But the library had it. God bless your local library. Uh, patrons, stick around. I have two quizzes for okay, Justin. Okay. Uh, but until next time, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, you guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, It all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers, so head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later.